Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 74. I'm your host, Brian Professor Prentice, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium. Professor. Beautiful weekend. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I did not get to fish, but you got to golf, so uh, one out of two ain't bad. Yeah, yeah, re- really, really great. How'd the tournament go? You had member guest at ICC, the International yeah. Country Club. Great tournament, great tournament. Uh a uh, friend of the show, Greg Vire, and, and his partner, Darren. Um, Won their flight. Yeah, they, they, I was in their flight. Got to spend a lot of time with them this weekend. Both great dudes, as you know. And uh, we had a lot of fun together. And, uh, yeah, they played well and, and won our flight. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sure they were cheating. But um, <laughs> uh, not, that, 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 but congratulations Greg to Greg Vire doesn't cheat, my friend. Congratulations to them. He's legit as it gets. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, yeah, they made the shootout, and uh, it was a... Um, a shootout? Yeah, so after you win your flight, you go into this shootout, and they determine the winner of the entire tournament. All the flight winners play each other in this alternate shot shootout. Oh. And, uh, you know, Greg was sitting in the middle of the fairway from uh, like 170 yards or something, and uh, boy, uh, this there's an evil monster called the Shankopotamus that came out, and I, I told... Greg, I would not mention it on the show. So I'm just letting you know, I'm not going to mention the shank that he hit on the 10th hole during the shootout on the show. So, so I, I promised out, him I would not mention a, it on the show. A shootout isn't with guns. Like, you know, guys no. don't pull out BB guns. No, and it's shoot just you knock out, the, out the, like each team. That, oh, okay. You know, yeah. To find out who out of the flights, who, who wins who the wins, overall. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I promised him I wouldn't mention his shank on the 10th hole on the show. So I will not mention it on the show. Good. Well, that's very respectful of you that okay. you are... Uh, you're not mentioning his uh, his little accident there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, but congrats know. to him and his team. Congrats to you. I heard you shot a 71. Yeah, we, I I played well. So you know, hey, you know, I, you know, when you Good play you. well and don't win, you can't complain. You know, other people played better than you. I guess that's what well. You fuck say. all you guys, because I didn't get the fish. <laughs> I was just bitter all weekend. It just I thought the rain was going to be more than it was. You decided to get drunk. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably worked out a little bit better. So yeah. All right, well, uh, before we get started, let's thank the listeners that bring the show to you, and that's our patrons. Patreon.com slash Supertalk is how you become a patron of the show. It's only a dollar an episode, people. Uh, just sign up, help us out. Uh, if you you know listen to the show and you want to be want to support us directly, Patreon.com slash Supertalk, and thank you to those that have already done it. Thank you very much. Well, let's jump right into the review section. We've got a, 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 some stuff to talk about this week, <clears throat> and primarily I wanted to start the show this week by reviewing the new Disney Plus series that that premiered this past week, and that was Ms. Marvel, yeah. uh, came out on, on Disney Plus on Wednesday. Um, and, and you and I think had very low expectations going into this show. Agree. And I, I don't think what I'll... Uh, I'll give you my overall impression. Okay. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, <laughs> but it is still not anything I'm excited about. Oh, Okay, uh, I agree with you. It's not as bad, uh, or it wasn't uh, as beboppy as I thought it was going to be, and uh, but still, it was it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I was very pleasantly surprised by it, and I'm actually interested to see where it goes, where I wasn't before. It could. It, it does have the potential to get a lot better. Yeah. And. You know, the one thing I did really enjoy, there was a ton of Marvel Easter eggs, oh. and MCU Easter eggs yeah. throughout the entire show, not just mentioning, you know, Thanos and the blip and, you know, the, the end game battle and you know, the battle for New York. I mean, there were so many things in the Avengers. I mean, we'll, we'll get into Avengers Con and all the things that happened there. But <laughs> I mean, there were so many Easter eggs. And, and I think that's one of the luxuries they're they're using this kind of teenage um, television show to kind of explore yeah. the, the the MCU through teenage eyes, I think yeah, is what it's looking like. Coming of age story uh, through a, a young kid, a uh, high school girl, who is one of the cooler parts of this. She is an absolute Marvel fanboy. She is or a fan huge... fangirl. 
I guess the fanboy is a, a term that they call people that are really into uh, the comics, and and so yeah, gender agnostic. Okay, right? well, yeah. well, we can say fangirl if you know if that's okay. Um, but yeah, she's an absolute geek, and she's a huge fan of superheroes, which which is awesome. Uh, I I I liked it more than I thought I would. It it's definitely skews to a younger crowd for sure. Um, but some of the things that I really liked about it is the way it was shot, the cinematography, the, the Scott Pilgrim, uh, type of graphics and the way it's shot is amazing. I thought that was really cool. Uh, when they're texting each other and the text like show up, uh, on, in the stars on her, uh, ceiling from the lights. And, uh, when Bruno's walking through the streets and they're texting and like things, signs and windows are, are showing up as what he's texting and, and graphics on the street. I thought it was really cool. I thought that was done very well. And it was probably the second the second thing that I really liked about the show. Yeah, and and Greg mentioned this weekend, uh, he's like, I watched it. He says, what you guys said is absolutely true. We are not the target demographic for this television no, show. No, but that being said, and, you know, I felt like it kind of resonated with me more than I thought it would. Um, she's an absolute doll. Who is? Uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Aman Vellani. Nailed it. Of course I did, because I, I listened to somebody on YouTube say her name 50 <laughs> times. Um, but yeah, uh, she plays Kamala Khan. She's adorable. She's a great actress. Uh, I actually felt like I was in, engaged in, in her character. Um, and, and I thought that was the number one thing about the show, is she pulls this show off herself, I think. Um, but I think she's she's got um, a very bubbly personality, and her and Bruno together, I think, enjoy that about each other. They they both have a very good personality. But you saw that li- literally in the first five minutes of the show. The intro to the show was her kind of doing her YouTube show show for the week. So cool, and she uses um, drawings that she made. And kind of does stop motion with the drawings that yeah. she made to kind of tell a story. Yeah. And, you know, she was talking about how much she loves Captain Marvel and she's her favorite superhero. But, you know, you could see her personality coming out in that production yeah. of that show. Now, being a teenager, you also see that nobody in her school knows that she's got that kind of personality or recognizes that she's a cool chick yeah. or all these other things. And and that's just being a teenager, you know, yeah. struggling through high school and just the you're hierarchy getting, the, getting hit in the face with yeah. a with a with a uh, a dodgeball and yeah. all those other things that happens you know it's it's just it's tough but her and bruno are very tight obviously yeah i and she's got her a group of friends uh, at school as well but i i thought those two things the graphics and the way it was shot was outstanding i thought she's adorable and she carries the show she's a great actress uh, she, the girl that plays kamala khan she was born to play this part she's phenomenal at it it's believable to me um, and I thought it was great. Now, here's the bad things about it that I felt. Um, first of all, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see where this show goes because it was better than I expected and I'm excited and I thought it was really, really good. Uh, but number two, I think the story is weak. Uh, I, I think the other characters in the show I, I'm not invested in. I really don't care about them. I think they're underdeveloped. Now, hopefully, it's only one episode. Hopefully, they develop these characters a little bit more. But I thought they were very weak characters. Um, I, I get the whole cultural thing. I think that's overplayed a little bit. Uh, but I think it's important for them to kind of express the culture uh, of the first Muslim superhero. I think that's important. Uh, but it, it was very overbearing in the first episode. I hope that kind of softens a little bit because the the basic thing that resonates, I think, with people is this girl coming of age in high school and the struggles and the parent type of relationships that you had. I think that was very, very cool. But um, those things, I hope fi- they get fixed. Um going forward the the other characters and uh, the storyline and, and her powers kind of bothered me like the 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 bracelet that gives her the powers the kind of thing uh i don't know what do they call it they call it something um that gives her hard light i, I, I don't know hard light <coughs> yeah the 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 powers as they stand today are hard light powers right yeah. it's very similar to like green lantern type of powers right you know where it's that it's, kind of bothered me for some reason you know, it physical was cool. man- manifestation of objects using you know light, light energy and reflective, right? yeah yeah hard light yeah that's what it, that's what they call it so 
those are the kind of things I'm excited uh, to see where it goes. I, it was shocking, to be honest with you, because I thought the trailer was really cool, except for the power thing. But I thought the trailer was really cool. And I like the song incorporated into this light metaphor where the, the different lights are in and out of, um, you know, when she's up on stage and the bright lights come and that kind of triggers her hard light powers. And so I don't know. I, I think it's very it shot brilliantly. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, and I think you mentioned they were, were spending a lot of time on the cultural aspect of her family, and I think it was <clears throat> important to establish that for two reasons. One, teenagers struggle with the relationship with their parents during their teenage years for lots of different reasons. Yeah. She just has the extra component of being in a Muslim family that's very conservative, that also has specific plans for her future yeah. that she they don't want her to deviate from. Yeah. So she's struggling with trying to live the life she wants to lead, which is this superhero geek who wants to be more of a outwardly focused personality, wants to participate in all of that. Yeah. Versus her parents wanting her to be, hey, just be a good student, become a doctor, you know, very um, stereotypical, you know, um, conservative Muslim family type of things. You know, there's a lot of uh, attention paid to her older brother who is kind of the, you know, the pearl of the family, you know, he's going to get married and all these other things. And, yeah. and she's very much being uh, repressed by her parents. Uh, her mother is very strict on her, uh, doesn't want her to do anything that goes against her culture or her family. Uh, her dad seems to be a little bit more open to those things, yeah. but he's being suppressed by the mother as well. Right. A yeah. lot of that. You see a lot of that. She's a force to be reckoned with. There's yeah. something to, I, I hope the family gets developed a little bit more because I'm 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 interested in to see where they go with them. But as of now, those characters really don't hold any weight in the story moving forward. So I, I hope they bring them in in a long, stronger capacity and develop their stories a little bit. But she, I'm telling you right now, this girl's so cute and so adorable. She carries the show. Well, I mean, the, the, the first episode specifically focused on Kamala and her best friend, Bruno. Um, and he's a, a a tech geek, so yeah. he is just like a you know kind of a I'll say a Peter Parker type of technical geek. He just he's always messing around with technology. He's an inventor and kind of does his own makes his own things. And they're planning to and they're both superhero geeks and they're planning on going to the first ever Avengers Con, which is basically like Cute. a Comic Con, which is only for Avengers. Tons of Easter eggs um, there, huh? Oh, tons. Yeah. And so that the whole goal of the show is for them to get to Avengers con and they were going to, you know, participate in the, the costume contest. And, uh, she had, you know, he was helping her make her captain Marvel, uh, costume, which is her big her favorite superhero. So that's what she wanted to go as. And she's so excited about it. And so they were trying to make these plans to get there. And it's like a couple of obstacles. One, we've got to finish the costume Two, we got to get there somehow. Yeah. And three, we need your parents' permission. Yeah. And they find out very early that their par her parents were not going to let her go and, and very heavily disapproved of her going, um, even though her brother offered to, to kind of tell the parents, hey, I'll kind of talk to them and we'll see if we can make it work. Eventually they say, yeah, you can go, but your dad's going and you're both dressing up as the Hulk. And she made <laughs> these Hulk costumes um, out of uh, traditional Muslim garb to kind of be like a Muslim version of the Hulk. And the dad was going to be the Hulk and the girl was going to be the Hulk too. And she's like, no, this is not going to happen. Yeah. And so she was angry. And, um, and, and so what they ended up doing was they developed this plan to sneak out of her house and they could go without the, the, the parents finding out. Um, and they do go to Avengers con, which was it. Look, I'd love to go to Avengers con. Yeah, what I cool. saw, it looked pretty cool. Everybody dressing up um, again, tons of Easter eggs. Avengers con was actually in, um, Camp Lehigh in New Jersey, in which America. was where Captain America was trained. Yeah. It was featured in the Captain America First Avenger movie. It was oh. featured in Winter Soldier. I mean, so having it at Camp Lehigh was cool just to begin with. Yeah. But then it, you know, you kind of go into the, the the Avengers Con and they've got all kinds of Easter eggs in there. A guy selling tours to Wakanda as well as, you know, New Asgard. And it, it was really cool just for them to be in there. Um, but then, you know, she one of the other kind of side of this is that her friend Bruno had made this helped make her costume and he developed he built these light up gloves, which were going to be like the photo the gras. They were going to yeah. be like the the things that were like, oh, they're going to put your costume above everybody else. 
Uh, but he, she's like, well, I got to kind of put my own personal touch on the costume. And they find out earlier in the episode that the grandmother had sent this box of kind of trinkets from their family to the house. From Pakistan. From Pakistan. And they, uh, she saw this bracelet in there. And she's like, oh, my God, that would go great with my costume. Mom's like, no, no, no. It's a piece of junk. Throw it in the attic. Yeah. And she ends up grabbing it. Um, and lo and behold, when she shows up at Avengers Con for the costume contest... She forgets the glove that Bru- gloves that Bruno she made. She dropped them in the bathroom, in the bathroom when she was getting yeah when she was getting dressed. But, she lost them. But she put the bracelet on, and that's what gave her these powers. Like you know, this wave of energy you know rushed over her, and you know these you know lights started coming out of her her hands, and yeah. of course everybody was. There's like, a cool wow. scene there when she first puts it on. She kind of falls backwards, and she kind of falls all the way through the floor into what looks like another dimension and there were a bunch of different characters there were very reminiscent of the the other dimension of where black panther goes into and all the panthers are up in the tree with their light their eyes lit up the I, ancestral I thought, plane oh it's such a beautiful place yeah it was kind of kind of like that you know and and there was a lot of people there with glowing eyes and then she kind of kind of checks it out for a second and then she kind of falls back into uh, avengercon and and I thought that was a cool little uh, get up and there's obviously some kind of a huge Easter egg there, whether that's ancestors of her or other gins, if that's what she ends up being or other inhumans, if that what she ends up, what she's going to be. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, and her powers end up being displayed during her costume contest, which everybody's like, wow, oh, she's going to win. But then it also knocks down. <laughs> she destroys the place. The head of, they had a giant Ant-Man, Ant-Man. head on, mm-hmm. on the ceiling, which not gets falls down eventually. And then it, it releases Thor's hammer, which was hanging from the ceiling, and it knocks you know one of the girls from her high school up and everything. But she has to use the power she has now. I don't know how she knows how to do these things, but she uses the powers to kind of save everybody. and Instinctual. She just reaches out to yeah. kind of grab her, like, oh, no. And then it kind of yeah. grabs her friend. It gets... Um, nailed by the Thor hammer. That but she funny. uses them, and then we kind of get to see a little bit of them. And then they like leave. Oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. We got to get home. We're way late. And she sneaks back in the room, and her mom's there, and's like, "I'm very disappointed in you. I yeah. can't believe you did this. Why would you go against what?" The I mom's asked? speech. We've yeah. all had it. Yeah. We've all gotten that speech at one point, and we've all given that speech at one point in time too, <laughs> yeah, right? So, uh, but you know, overall, I, again, it was better than I thought it would be. It's not something I'm like excited to watch every week, but I'm like, okay, I, I mean, but I am excited to see where they're going with this. There's a ton, ton of potential. Not only, we know this character is going to show up in the future of the MCU. We know this. We think this character is going to be in the Marvel's movie in the future. Um, and we've got some news about this a little bit later, but I, I do believe you know they're they've got a lot of room to grow this yeah. character and a lot of places they could take this character and 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 again from what we've seen from some of the trailers we believe there's ultimately some plot of you know an organization trying to get this bracelet from her that knows about it and and then there's like you know other people that are after her so i mean we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes but I, you know i it was a good introductory episode yeah it was good i mean I reached out to a lot of kids, my younger kids. Yeah, I want to hear um, what the kids of, thought. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what they thought. Nothing. They never even watched it. Like, it had zero... Wasn't on their radar. Wasn't even on their radar. And I was like, really? I have a good friend of mine, Zia Sabir, his daughter, Marin, uh, they're, they're Muslim. They're actually Pakistani. He lives in L.A. And I reached out to Marin, his daughter, and was like, hey, did you watch uh, Miss Marvel? What's your thoughts? What would you think? And she was like, nah, I didn't really watch it. I'm like damn, okay, you were like my in. You were like the target audience for this right. show. She didn't even watch it. I said, you know, give it a wiggle, give it a watch, and then reach out and let me know your thoughts. I'm interested to hear. Gavin Klingham, huge fan of the show, awesome kid up in New Jersey, a uh, big filmmaker, basically said the same thing I did. Uh, he reached out to me. He said, uh, I did watch it. I thought, I, don't, I didn't know these two directors, but they were amazing. They're great filmmakers. The way they shot this thing, because he's a huge fan of Scott Pilgrim, um, and he, he was a huge fan of that, sh- that show and said that he loved the way it was shot, the graphics, everything. He thought she was amazing too, born to play the part, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and he really dug that aspect of it and he's excited about it. He did say that it's very different than anything Marvel has ever done. And I was like, yeah, kind of like in the vein of WandaVision, very, very different off, off script for Marvel, uh, completely, uh, a new kind of feel and look. 
and banged into that uh, younger crowd. And that's who they're trying to pull. They're trying to pull the younger audience into Marvel. Um, because if you don't do that, well, you know, sooner or later, us old farts are going to age out and they're going to lose a huge fan base. So they're trying to pull in younger, which I get um, is understandable. Um, and then that's what he said. So he kind of dug it. He thought it was really, really good. Um, he liked it more than others. But, you know, once again, he's kind of that demographic they're going for. I, and it, it was kind of just, you know, I was very interesting that none of these other younger kids saw it or watched it. It's not even on their radar. It's just, it just doesn't have the hype behind it. I, I think, you know, they're, they're we'll see, it got a, it. It got decent reviews on Rotten Tomatoes early on. I don't know what they were after it came out, but it was very early on. It got decent. Audiences, it's like uh, 84 now, 86, 84, something like that. It was like 97. Like it was 97, yeah. And then the the critics is a 94 now or 95, which is the highest of any Marvel show, but it's only 136 and critics. And we've only had one, and, d- one episode. episode. So it does, yeah. it's not, and, and all the trades are saying, it's the highest Rotten Tomatoes score. I, dude, there's like chill three out. people. Yeah, chill out. It's just begun. There's only three episodes episodes you know let's see how this plays out well and and again i think i i I, it'll be interesting to see where the ratings come in when the show is finished again you and i are not the target demographic i think a lot of the core marvel fans that are you know in their 30s and 40s and 50s may sway away from this a little bit they'll watch it because it's on not because they love it i'm the same way i do think there's a lot of potential there's some really cool places they could go there's some easter eggs that can come in yeah there's some potential cameos that could come in as well so we'll see what happens with this series i will watch it but way better than i expected yeah it it wasn't as bad as i I, I liked it uh, i I liked it way more than i thought and there was a nice end credit scene so oh yeah get into that uh end credit scene for the first episode they had the um the detective from Spider-Man No Way Home, the detective that picked him up at his house and brought him back to the police station. He was in- interrogating him in the police right. station, right? Right. Yeah. yeah the, the detective interrogating him, you know, it was uh, uh, was in the end credit scene and the the footage of uh, Kamala using her powers at, at Avengers Con was on a, a, a phone. And he's like, oh, uh, we're going to have to go look in. Yeah, this, you, right? go bring her in. We right. got to see. I've seen those powers before. Go bring her in. Yeah. So um, we'll see where that goes. But I, I think that that character will be part of the show going forward. So, you know, she'll have some some police problems. It looks One like. down, a few more episodes to go. We'll yeah. still get into it, people. Stay sure. tuned. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll cover more of it yep. next week. Um, let's get into the news section. There's a bunch of stuff that came out this week we want to talk about. Um, so Thor Love and Thunder tickets go on sale Tomorrow, Monday. So Great. hopefully when the episode comes out for you guys, it'll be today. Um, but yeah, tickets go on sale tomorrow. Uh, they've continued to ramp through, you know, new kind of footage and trailers are not giving away too much, which I love, but they're giving a little a few snippets here and there every now and then. Um, but they did announce the official um, runtime of the movie at an hour and 58 minutes, so right under two hours. This is going to be one of the shorter Marvel movies they've ever yeah. made. Yeah, really. Which... You know, might be good, might be bad. I don't know. Um, you know, Taika Waititi came out and said it's the most amazing movie he's ever shot and one of the most difficult movies he's ever had to direct. Um, and, and he's very proud of it. And I anticipate great things out of him, knowing how much you and I both love Ragnarok. But um, yeah, and, you know, under two hours. So this movie will be kind of shocking. A, I didn't know, see that hit coming. and run movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still big praise for Christian Bale as one of the most outstanding performances. So that I can't wait for that movie. We'll see. And I, I do like the way the trailers are portraying him. You see him early on. He kind of looks like Christian Bale. And then later on, he gets more and more disfigured. And the, and there's more black goo in his mouth and everything. It seems like yeah. the Necrosword kind of takes hold of him as the, as the, as the movie moves on. So, uh, you know, we're just we're, we're, we're contemplating at what could happen. But... Um, I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah. I, I, I really think that this is going to have um, some good effects on the MCU going forward. So we'll, we'll kind of see. Um, we did get an announcement from Sony that uh, they're releasing a new version of Spider-Man No Way Home in the theaters this September. They're calling it the Spider-Man No Way Home More Fun Stuff version. <laughs> so it's it's the movie with all of the deleted scenes and extra footage baked into the single movie. So every scene is kind of extended out. You get more scenes of Spider-Man and all the Spider-Men together. 
um, kind of put together in one theatrical kind of cut. Okay. So this will be a you know a three hour movie I think in the theaters. But will bringing... it bomb like Morbius re release in theaters? Well, that was just a <laughs> st- stupid reaction to a stupid meme. But uh, no, but I, I think you know look, this movie killed it in the theaters, and to bring it back in the theaters in September probably a good time to do it because not really much else going on. And hey, I'd go see it again in the theaters, especially yeah. if there's some new footage. If there's but... some new stuff, yeah, right, definitely. Why not? Right. So hey, you know they they want to get over that. Maybe they want to try to crack that top five, and maybe this is a way for them to do it. So who right. knows? Right. As long as it's not a money grab and it actually delivers new content to the audience, I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, who cares? Um, we got an announcement for Marvel that they have a Thunderbolts movie in development. Let's go. Uh, Jake Schreier is going to be directing a Thunderbolts movie. And I believe the writer who wrote the black widow movie is, has been, um, tasked with penning the movie and, and, and writing the script. This movie will begin filming next summer. So summer of 2023, they'll begin filming this movie. Let's fucking go. So we had all, we've talked about it on super talk many times before, we believe that they were setting up some type of anti-hero team like the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers. We felt that this was happening all along with Val and Agent, you know, uh, US, Agent US Agent and and Yelena Belova and yep. uh, you know Winter Soldier. There's like all kinds of you know characters they can put on this team, uh, but they have come out. Supposedly, um, Jake Schreier went to Marvel to pitch the idea to directly to Kevin Feige and he loved it. Yep. And he said, you got it. Green light. So, I mean, kudos to him for having the balls to say, I've got a great idea for a movie. I'm going to go into Kevin Feige's office. I'm going to pitch him on it. And he basically bit and said, I want to do it. Let's go. Like green lit it. Yeah. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. It's, I'm excited for this. Yeah. I think it's going to be kick ass. And and who I think part of the reason for this, and I'm hoping this is true, that maybe some of the things that are happening in the MCU between now and when this movie comes out affects or gives reason to the fact that a Thunderbolts team makes sense. Yeah. Right. And if you know, following the Thunderbolts story in the comic books, it happened um, at a time in the comics where the Avengers weren't around and the Fantastic Four wasn't around and a new superhero team had to come about to kind of fill that vacuum. And the Thunderbolts were created because of that. And oh, we didn't know for many months that they were actually villains and not heroes on this team. And so that was like a really cool thing. So we'll see where they're going with this. I'm I'm really excited about it. I mean, the fact they're making this movie is is, is super exciting. So give me more Zemo. That's I mean, oh, my mm, God. mm, Dancing Zemo. If he, if Let's Citizen go. V is the leader of the Thunderbolts, and then we find out later it's it's Baron Zemo, oh. um, that that's just e- even better. I, I think it's it's set up beautifully. Now, William Hurt, the actor, has passed away. God rest his soul. Um, and he is Thunderbolt Ross, General Thunderbolt Ross, who in the comics eventually becomes the Red Hulk. How do you feel that? I mean, that'll be interesting. But the Red Hulk wasn't in the Thunderbolts. So the Red Hulk was part of the Dark Avengers, which is a completely different team. So he was never on the Thunderbolts. So that whether they wanted the Red Hulk to be part of that or not, I think I mean, they teased very early on in the MCU the concept of a Red Hulk character. They did use the Thunderbolt Ross character. Um, and there were some deleted scenes from some of the earlier movies that showed him saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I should be the one that has this power. I'm the one that's got all the, yeah. you know. So they can they can do something similar to what they've done with other They can characters. bring the abomination in. Or, or they can have the Red Hulk be somebody else. It doesn't need to be Thunderbolt Ross. You don't have to go directly with the comic book story there. They've, they've deviated from comic book history for many different reasons in the past. So why not make it somebody else? Yeah, cool. um, yeah so maybe they do that. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, we got an announcement from Disney that uh, they're doing a D23 Expo. So we talked last week about the Disney Plus Day, which will be fronting this event. So we're going to get a Disney Plus Day, I think, a couple days in advance. Um, of this event, D23 is is Disney's big uh, fan expo. It's their kind of exclusive event for all of their fans. You, we can buy tickets to that. If you want to go, Titanium. You know, awesome. It's, it's in Orlando. Let's go. Yeah, let's um, go. Uh, I am a D23 member, so we can get Same. tickets anytime you want. So let's go to D23. But anyway, they're doing a D23 expo. They've announced it's going to be uh, Saturday, September 10th. This is their big showcase. And for this, Marvel, yep. For Marvel. So mm-hmm. in the D23 episode. Which, by the way, is sold out. Well, and three-day tickets are sold out as well. So we have to pull some inside strings, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know people. Got it. Right. Um, 
But D23 uh, is going to be the entire Disney showcase, but they're doing the Marvel uh, portion of this on Saturday, September yeah. 10th. They're going to have celebrity guests. They're going to have exclusive footage, and they're going to be making announcements all about upcoming projects. So this is going to be their big announcement. Let's day, go. And it's right? the first time in person since COVID back in 2019. Right. The last time we got yeah. this was that video reel that Kevin Feige did in front of the green screen yeah. talking about all the projects. Right. So, yeah, this is going to be huge. I, I, I think if we don't have any knowledge of the future of what the MCU is doing right now, we kind of have a limited knowledge up until about the middle of next year, but we'll find out everything that's happening through the end of next year and 2024 yeah. at this event. Probably maybe one episode we can kind of speculate on what they'll be announcing. Sure. Yeah. That'd right be before, fun. right before the event would be, be great to do that. Um, and kind of in the same light, um, you heard some rumors about Comic-Con, right? I heard that uh, Disney and Marvel were going to pass on Comic-Con. It's just a rumor right now. But um, I hear just like DC, how they're doing the fandom kind of fandom kind of thing, DC. Um, and now Disney is doing the D23 and the Disney uh, Disney Plus Day. I hear that they're going to pull back from Comic-Con, which would be devastating. If well, it DC would be devastating to Comic-Con to begin yes. with if one of their biggest properties. And, and by, by the way, two of their biggest properties, we're talking about Marvel and Star Wars backing yeah. out of Comic-Con, which is one of the, the two of the hugest presences at, at, at that conference ever. People go there dressed up as Marvel and Star Wars characters all the time. Yeah. Um, for them to back out is huge and a huge devastating blow to Comic-Con. And frankly, I'd be surprised, shockingly surprised if they didn't send anybody in to do anything. That would really surprise me. Wow. If, if they're going to do something, this is in July, right? right. So, and they're going to, they've already announced things that they're doing in September. Um, I don't think they want to take tuned. away from their D23 day, but at the same time, how can you alienate an entire community that's basically been developed around your content? Hey, Listen, we know you love Comic-Con. We know it's a huge event for everybody, but we're doing our own thing now, so come to ours. That's sold out. That's sold out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I don't I'd, know. I'd be not Who only knows? disappointed but but in, in Marvel, but also disappointed in, in for, you know, Comic-Con. I, think I have a, a love-hate relationship with Disney right now. It's... It's a give and take, a, a very love. My daughter works there, and she has a love hate relationship with it too. So, uh, yeah, she's having her own struggles. But uh, hey, she's working long shifts and busting her ass for Disney. That's what that's what she's doing. Um, all right, well, let's jump. Oh, we got one more thing. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, so the Ms. Marvel directors actually came out and kind of gave hints that the hard light version of the powers we're seeing on the show, at least in these early episodes might not necessarily be the end form of her powers. Who said that? The directors? The directors. Yeah. The directors okay. came out and said that. I caught wind of that, but I don't know if that was confirmed. But no, that's that was, interesting. So that was an exclusive interview by by our friends over at uh, the New Rockstars. They got an Eric exclusive, Foss. Yeah, Eric Foss oh, got I an exclusive yeah, okay. interview with... Shout out to the New Rockstars. Yeah, got an exclusive interview with the directors, and they said, look, you know, the hard light powers you're seeing right now may not be the final form of her powers. So Ooh. could she ultimately... Go through Terra Genesis? Could she ultimately become like the 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 stretchy and biggin' version of of Ms. Marvel? Maybe, but they said the hard light stuff that we're seeing right now is not what ultimately her powers are going Maybe to be. Maybe the bracelet unlocks her inhuman abilities. The bracelet is some type of Terra Genesis that she's going through that gives her these. Oh, cool! I like so, that. Yeah. That's a cool philosophy. Uh, you know, again, not just hinting. So, I, and, okay, and that would make me feel a little bit better if this was kind of like it an would, early. It would version. eliminate one of the things that I think sucks about the show. Right. Well, not sucks, but uh, that I don't like. And 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 you and I have talked about this in previous episodes. We're not. We weren't sure if they were making her powers that way because it was easier to do from a you know special effects perspective. Uh -huh. Or if it was just kind of a cheap way to get out of it, you know, as like you or know, more in line with a cosmic type of energy that would relate more to to, to Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. Okay, cool. So yeah, so something we can look forward to. You, you want to talk at all about Black Adam? Oh yeah, that was you the wanna, other thing. Want to bring list. that up a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah, we had a uh, new trailer drop this past week. Black Adam. Uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson dropped the Black Adam trailer. Uh, came out and was hope. Posting it on social media, say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here it is. And on Wednesday, we got the Black Adam trailer. Yeah. Um, 
You said you were disappointed when you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh, I just, really cool scenes. Um, I just thought that it was going to be darker and edgier than what the trailer perceived it to be. It kind of reminded me of a, a little bit more grown-up version of a Shazam movie, which I was disappointed in, you know? Uh, some of the scenes were very cool. We got a great look at um, Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Um, we got a great look at Dr. Fate. Um, so really cool. And Hawkman. Uh, and yeah. Hawkman. Well, we've seen him yeah. um, before, uh, but some interaction between him and Black Adam. Uh, and, and it looks amazing. It, it, it looks great. I just, I was a little disappointed. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still very excited for this movie. Very excited. Um, but... I was a little disappointed in the trailer. So one of the things they did in this trailer, which I kind of knew was coming, but I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. So the early, early teasers we got, the teaser we got during Fandom was, you know, the one where they walk into the crypt and they find Black Adam in the crypt and, you know, the, the guys are shooting him and he grabs one guy by the neck and basically like yeah. kills him, you know, turns him to dust and then they shoot him. And I'm like, oh my God, he's such a badass. Well... The trailer definitely portrays Black Adam as a a clear anti-hero where their the redemption arc is basically being painted out in the trailer mm -hmm. of hey, you know, we're superheroes, we don't kill people. He goes, "Well, I kill people." And then, "Well, you know, we need your help to save the world." And you know, and so eventually he comes through and helps him out and all this other stuff and and it seems like to me that DC is now setting up this secondary superhero team of the Justice Society of America mm -hmm. with Hawkman and Dr. Fate and Cyclone and Adam Smasher and Black Adam, whether they're kind of, you know, another team outside of the Justice League or they're, you know, they're doing something completely different with it. Who knows? Obviously, there would be some tie-ins with Shazam at some point in time. But yeah, they're going to tie Shazam. In. I mean, Black to, Adam yeah. in the comics generally, we'll say generally, I won't say always, generally is a bad dude. Oh, no like, question. He's a bad man. He's yeah, like he's the, bad. He's the guy people fight against. He's out for revenge. He's out to kill people. And they painted in this trailer, you know... They the, softened him a little bit. The Black Adam character as a, you know, potential hero. And, you know, that that's going to go through this redemption arc in the movie. And I'm like, okay, well, of course you are. Because Dwayne Rock Johnson's such a big star. You don't want to... People to hate yeah. him. Yeah, I, I guess. But still, I mean, I, but, but again. Why not? Uh, here's my thing about this whole thing. And I, I don't, who knows where they're really going with this. But why not have an incredibly charismatic, likable villain? Why not have somebody that's just a bad dude that you have to fight like against? Loki? Right. Yeah. But, well, Loki's good and bad, too. So, I mean, he, he's not a good example of that. But. No, like a Doctor Doom type of you know level of character that oh my god this guy's a bad dude we need to come together to fight against him, and some people root for the bad guys. I mean, yeah. if you watch professional wrestling, there are heels and there are heroes, and a lot of people love the heels. Yeah. They love the guys that are bad yeah. dudes, and and why not have a lot a bad of people guy? loved Thanos, right? Yeah, Thanos was right. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but right. like, why not have a likable bad dude? I I just don't know why they would. It looks softened like, him. It, and again, it's the same thing they did with Venom. I, I just, again, Venom for so long in the comic books was just the worst villain ever. And it was a guy that Spider-Man had to find a way to defeat. And then they start the movies with him as this, oh, he's the lethal protector, you know? And I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. I get it. I, that's, I'm telling you, that's what I was a little disappointed. Still excited for the movie. Don't know the whole thing. Uh, where it's going, but you're right. You 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 nailed it. I I was hoping for him uh, when he took that guy and crushed him and like electrocuted him. He turned to dust, and then you know they're shooting at him. And I thought it was going to be more like that. You know? I would have loved nothing more than this movie to be about the Justice Society. You know, Doctor Fate, Cyclone, Adam Smasher, Hawkman having to go after Black Adam and take him down because he's so bad. And for them, him to, at the end of the day, win Black Adam, win and beat them all and destroy them all. And then that's the next big bad that the, you know, DC universe has to go after. Why not make that the movie? Right. Okay. I don't know, but it no. seems like that's not the direction. They're no, going. no, 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 no. Yeah, so, no. all right. No, he's going to be an anti-hero. It's very clear. I just, I thought it was a little, I don't know. A little schlocky. I wanted it to be a little edgier and darker. That's all. So, 
Well, this comes out, a uh, movie comes out in October. Is that when it's coming out? Yeah. I believe, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, we'll get to see it this fall. It'll be great. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into our topic of the week this week. And that's always brought to us by our friends over at Studio GG Studios, home of the man band Corn on the Cob, Corn our friends. Corn on the Cob. Love those guys. <laughs> Thank you. Friends from the South with the big mouth. <laughs> you know how to make the music. Uh, go visit their YouTube page. We always put a link to it in our show notes, so go check them out, please. Um, let's jump right into uh, one of our favorite topics, frankly, is reviewing episode four of The Boys. Holy shit. I mean, just gets better and better. I mean, I thought <laughs> after episode so three, I was like, all right. I, I didn't even watch it till, uh yesterday because when it first came out, I was like, you know, episode four is going to be a filler episode. I know it's going to be a filler episode. Um, because that's what they do. They they blasted us with three hot episodes, just absolutely spectacular. And episode four is going to be a filler. Boy, was I wrong. Woo, this was a doozy. I don't think they could do a filler episode if they tried. There's just Jeez. too much crap they got to go through. Wow. This so, was I awesome. Mean, this episode really got into the fact, so we saw in the first three episodes, was really the revelation by the boys that Victoria Newman was not only a soup, but she was working directly with Stan Edgar and Vaught, and it was her adopt his adopted daughter, you know, yeah. for all intents and purposes. And so the gloves are off now. You know, Huey goes back and says, Butcher, you were right. I tried to do it the right way, and it didn't work. It, the only way to do this is your way, and Butcher's like, it's about time, mate. Yeah. So Maeve gives uh, Butcher some compound V23, which gives him superpowers uh, for 24 hours. So and he used kinda, that in the first three episodes yeah. to take out, what was the guy's name? Um, Gunpowder. Gunpowder. Yeah. Killed him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they you know, Butcher uh, basically says, hey, I've got a plan. We got to find this weapon. So we heard about in the first three episodes that there's this weapon that the Russians were developing to potentially take out superheroes, right? And, and Butcher's like, well, this might be our chance to take out Homelander. And so this episode really uh, focused and centered on two different main plots. It was the boys going off to try to find this weapon. To Russia, yeah. Right? And it was kind of the internal strife that was going on within Vought now that uh, Homelander had, had kind of announced his relationship with Starlight. And now they're kind of like, what's the team dynamic going to be and Holy everything else? Shit. So that was kind of the two big themes of the episode. What was going on with Vought and the Seven and what was going on with the boys? So we'll kind of break this down into two different sections. Homelander is off his fucking rocker, man. It's incredible. Watch that storyline. How invested are you in these characters? Like, I don't want any of them to die, even though they are. But they so quickly develop a personal feeling with these characters that you're, like, invested in them. And then all of a sudden, it's like... I can't believe they just killed that guy. <laughs> well, Hugh, Huey and Starlight, you know, obviously are in a relationship, but then Starlight comes out on national television and and basically says that her and Homelander are in a relationship and she's doing it to save her ass. No question. Doing it to make sure that Homelander stays happy. And she has this conversation with Huey of like, hey, look, it's just temporary. I'm just faking it to make it, you know, all this other stuff. You know, it's not really happening. And then Homelander walks in and, you know, basically threatens to kill Huey right in front of Starlight. And she's like, if you touch him, it's over. I'm leaving and all my points are going with me and all yeah. this other stuff. All my rating points are going right. to. Um, and, and then Starlight's kind of working her kind of magic inside of, of the Seven. It's trying to get some support. She talks to Maeve. Maeve obviously knows how bad him, Homelander is, knows that he has to be taken down. She's letting everybody think she's not training anymore. She's sleeping around. She's doing drugs. She's do- But she's like, no, I'm in my room every fucking day, busting my ass, because I might buy you guys a few seconds, and that's all I can do. But I know that's what I'm at. So she's you know, kind of on board. Um, she talks to um, Supersonic, who's the new member who used to be her boyfriend. Uh, Starlight talks to him, and she kind of convinces him to help Join out. The, yeah. And he's like, of course I'll do it. You know, you know, I know it's the right thing to do. Of course I'll help out. And she's like, I don't know if we have enough. We're going to need more. And then Supersonic takes it on his, uh, takes it upon himself to kind of try to recruit A-Train, who's obviously being alienated by all the other seven. Yeah. Um, he's fallen out of favor with Homelander because Homelander thinks he's gotten fat because he can't run anymore. Uh, the Deep is now 
inside of Homelander's pocket and basically kissing his ass all the time. Yeah. So the two of them are like kind of Homelander knows he can control the deep on right. a very high level. The deep and, and a train get into a little fight and Homelander, you know, kind of tells a train to, 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 you know, chill out, you know, you, you got, you got no standing here, whatever. Yeah. So starlight and supersonic kind of try to recruit a train into their group that might take out Homelander. And he seems on board. Um, so that whole thing's going on. Um, uh, all the, all the while, Stan Edgar's trying to, like, he's trying to censor Homelander. He's like, Homelander's kind of thinks he's above the law. He needs to understand that, you know, just because he's Homelander doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants. So he goes to Victoria Newman, says, you need to have a press conference. You need to take him down publicly, you know, and we'll just censor him a little bit. We'll kind of take away some of his privileges, but yeah. he needs to know the public's not Get him off TV him. for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but then she ends up turning on him. Turned on Stan. Stan it's obvious Homelander got to her before. Yeah. Well, two things happened. So she goes on the, the press conference and basically announces to the world that, that they're doing an investigation into uh, improprieties by executives at Vought, specifically Stan Edgar, and he gets arrested. Um, and then we see Homelander show up at Victoria Newman's house later. Um, she's mostly worried about her daughter. Um, obviously, and she feels that if, if she had done this, that Homelander would just come killed her and her daughter. And Homelander comes there, and he basically, he knows that she can pop heads. He even makes a reference to it. He's, he asks her, he says, "You want to try to pop my head? See what happens?" Yeah. He said, "You know, he's goading her. So let's 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 try it and see what happens. Try it, see what happens." Yeah. Um, but she doesn't. Um, but he comes there and says, "Hey, I'm glad you kind of decided to stick with your own kind." And it's about time. This this is a superhero company. It's not a it's not a human company. It's a superhero company. We'll get, we're taking over and now. We're running things. And he gives her Compound V so that she can give it to her daughter, which yeah. she feels is a way to protect her daughter. If her daughter has Compound V, has powers of her own, it's a way for her to be protected, you know, and kind of safe. So, and she ends up doing that at the end, end of the episode, which is kind of a tragic scene watching Ooh, her daughter go through suffer. agony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was kind of rough. painful. But uh, so that was that kind of side of things. And so at the end of the episode, Stan Edgar does confront Homelander, says, hey, you think you're in control. You think you got everything now, but we'll see what happens. We'll see where you go, because ultimately yeah, I, without without me standing in the way of or protecting you from the things that you do, we're going to see what people really think of you without me. Right. So good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. We'll yeah. See what happens. Yeah. So that was that side. The boy side was it was equally entertaining um so uh butcher convinces frenchie to make an introduction to his old boss nina who seems like a pretty badass russian chick um butcher convinces pays off all of frenchie's debts and says um hey i need your help i need you to get us into russia and i need help locating this lab where they're keeping this weapon right um and maybe we can kind of scratch each other's back, right? We can do things for you and those types of things. And, and so they end up going to Russia, and we find out that they have to kill or take out one of Nina's enemies in Russia. And he basically <laughs> sends... Butcher sends Kimiko. Or Ki Kimiko. Kimiko, you nailed it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Kimiko. Kimiko. Uh, says, you're going to go kill this guy. And she's like, I'm not your gun. And, and he's like, wait a minute, you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do. Yeah. Um, That's and, how this works. Right. So... He, she goes to this Russian's house and he has all these girls in his bedroom and come to find out he's got a dildo that is uh, a dildo of each of the seven. Like there's a Starlight dildo, there's a Homelander dildo and all this other stuff. And then Kimiko grabs them all and just basically kills everybody with each one of these sex toys. It was crazy yeah. to watch. She's and one of the girls get, freaks out and shoots her in the head. And then it was kind of like a Wolverine moment where the bullet kind of just disappears from her head and she comes back because she's got that healing power. Well, I think they did that on purpose to kind of show her healing power, that she can come back from a gunshot to the head. That's yeah. how badass she is. Yeah, She's not only a badass and strong and has all these powers, but you can shoot her in the head and she's not dying, right? Yeah. But Black Noir, I believe in one episode early on in a different season, kind of cut her up pretty bad, like gutted her at one point, and she healed up from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty badass too, but... So they did that to show her powers, but then she felt really bad for the girls who were like, you know, they were basically sex slaves for this and guy. Scared of her. Yeah, and, and she, she convinces Frenchie, she's like, look, we'll do this one job for Butcher, 
but I want to be done. I want to get out of here. And they, they've agreed, yep, when we're going to do this one job and we're going to go to Marseille, we're going to run off together. We're going to be happy together, right? So that's what's going to happen. Well, they go off and do this job. They go to this lab in Russia. They infiltrate the lab. Um, they find in this lab, they've been experiment. They're using uh, something to experiment on live living animals and there's only one animal left in a in a lab in one of the the boxes and it's a hamster and this is a complete comic book easter egg there yeah. this hamster is from the comic books but you know it's bouncing around inside of this breaking the glass it's like super like, strong holy crap they're like this hamster's going nuts um the alarms go off and all the guards come in and uh butcher then is forced to use his powers to kind of help save them and then we find out that oh the other thing we didn't know that Huey knew that Butcher had been using this V23. Yeah, and asked for some of it. Giving him his, himself powers. And Butcher's like, no, it's a curse. It's not a blessing. You know, you, you shouldn't be forced to do this. It's terrible. Well, then we find out that Huey took it himself. Yeah. And he has superpowers now and he can teleport. The funny, it's funny as shit because not when he teleports, he teleports out of his clothing. <laughs> so he can, he has a power to teleport from one place to another. But it, it's a complete teleportation of his body without anything else that he has on him. Um, so he does show that off in, in the show. Uh, but the two of them are able to kind of take down all the guards. And then they open up this capsule that they feel is where the weapon is located. And they find Soldier Boy there. Yeah, Soldier Boy. Big reveal. Yeah, very similar to the Winter Soldier, Captain America, frozen, you know, completely being, you know, kind of contained inside of this, this capsule. He kind of wakes up and uh, he starts glowing from his the middle of his body and he like blasts this big red energy blast and it was going to be directed at Frenchy and Kimiko steps in the way and pushes him out of the way and it hits her full blast and come to find out her now healing powers it's are gone. no longer working yeah so she's got like rebar th you know kind of through her body from hitting the wall and everything and she's not healing so they're at the end of the episode they're rushing her to you get medical attention because she's dying basically because yeah. her healing factor is not working any longer. So uh, that's an interesting twist, right? So that I guess the thought process now is the weapon that was being developed was soldier boy, right? Right. So it's not, they didn't kill actual, soldier boy. No. They captured him and they had been experimenting on him to create this weapon that could take down soups. And it happens to be so, so it looks like the powers that soldier boy has now is the ability to, remove superpowers from an individual even potentially only temporarily but at least temporarily so that might be a way to take out home homeland oh, that it's getting thick yeah so good um you're right I, I just i can't wait for the next episode and we also heard that the boys have been greenlit for season four so we're definitely going to get a season four uh which for me, it was great and also sad because now I know they're not going to get rid of Homelander. They're not going to defeat Homelander in season three. Oh, I know where um, this is going. They're not uh, defeating I, Homelander. I, I think we're going to get a big uh, battle between Butcher and Homelander in season three. I'm hoping that's my fingers crossed, but good for them. Greenlit for season four. Yeah. More boys, more boys. That's No hey, kidding. It's, it's so good. It's I can't wait to watch it every week. This is a show that I just love watching. It's just so much fun. It, yeah. Like Friday morning, I woke up because I had to be at the course early Friday morning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this before I go. It wasn't out yet. I'm like, when does it come out on Friday? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was delayed. Yeah, yeah something it happened. came out later. Something. came out later, so yeah. I was like, I got to watch it later that night. It was fun. So good. We're, yeah. we're going to be hitting it, people, so stay tuned. We're going to be covering it. Any questions, please put them down in the comments. If you have any questions, hit us up on either social media or, or, uh, or email us. Uh, it's all in the show notes, so please, um, this is awesome. We're gonna we got a lot of content to go over, so we got a couple of great weeks. Yeah, absolutely, Professor. The let's ring the bell. School's right. over. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook .com, or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. <laughs>